The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss performance marketing and machine learning from a practical standpoint. Joining us is Mike Nelson, who's the co-founder of 415 Digital, which is a growth agency dedicated to marketing your business via search engine marketing and powerful digital campaigns designed to elevate your business's online presence and influence. Yesterday, Mike and I talked about his view on Google and Facebook's competition and how Google is using machine learning to lower cost per acquisition. And today we're going to continue the conversation by talking about which way Google and Facebook are going to take their ad platforms in the not too distant future. Okay, here's the second part of my interview with Mike Nelson, co-founder of 415 Digital. Mike, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Great to have you back here. Yesterday, we talked a lot about some of the competition between Facebook and Google. And I think the big takeaway is prices are not going down. There's more and more advertisers flocking to digital media, mostly traditional advertisers, shifting away from traditional advertising channels into digital. And the first place they go, Facebook and Google. And we basically talked about how the rising cost of inventory isn't necessarily a bad thing because the conversion rates on these major platforms is also increasing. So the return on investment is at least staying static, if not getting better. Talk to me about what direction you think these ad platforms are going to go as they continue to see more competition, more advertisers, and the rise of some of the other smaller social networks increasing. So one of the trends that I'm really confident in because we're starting to see it, and again, the people that were leading this was Facebook, not Google. But one of the trends is really focusing on meta conversion events, sort of precursors to revenue. I think this is a lot of the commentary that you would hear about if you're buying TV ads or things like that. Hey, how many people are we reaching? How long are they listening to a commercial on average? Things like that. So the internet world beat that because we were focused on sales and revenue. But one of the trends that I definitely know that's changing, particularly on the Google side, again, catching up to Facebook, is they're going to be creating and are creating a story around other things besides sales. They're going to start saying, hey, how big is your remarketing audience pool? You should run campaigns to make your remarketing pool bigger. That's the justification. They're going to start talking more and more about reach and frequency. 
They are already creating bidding algorithms for bid to position. They're changing the definition of impression share. They're coming up and they actually just released, announced in 2019, the ability to have different conversion events for different campaigns. This has existed a long time in Facebook. So now in Google, you're going to have Google reps telling you this campaign, its purpose is sales if you're an e-commerce company. But this campaign over here, its purchase is going to be registration so that later you can turn them into sales. So they're going to be pitching that narrative and coming up with ways to actually track that stuff. Now, there's two sides of every single coin. So it's also going to develop is tying in these more superficial conversion events to the actual revenue events. So if the platforms are starting to set up the ability to create these micro events, right? They're essentially saying, we're going to help you market people all the way down your funnel. And instead of doing everything from a purchase conversion perspective, you're going to be able to set campaigns and evaluate them on lead generation, right? Nurturing and eventually conversion and retention. So there's got to be two sides to that coin, right? How do you understand the value of some of the up the funnel stages. Talk to me about how you think about that and how are the platforms addressing it? They are directly addressing that and they're doing that in what is still a pretty subtle way, but I think it's going to be more in the forefront. The way that they're doing this is they're allowing offline conversion import. And I use offline in air quotes because we're still talking about online businesses, but really they're integrating your data as an individual advertisers with their platform and they're allowing you to import it. So the narrative that I predict you're going to start seeing from Google is not only are they going to say, hey, even though you're an e-commerce company and you should have lead gen campaigns, they're going to counterbalance that by saying, and you need to start importing LTV data on your users. Because Google is a platform that's great for introducing users, and we don't want you tracking just the first sale, but all the subsequent sales that happen over the lifetime of that user. So there'll be more of that concept. They might even allow you, not right now with offline conversion import, I think you have only 90 days to import a conversion back to a click. I bet you they're going to increase that. There's also companies out there that are third parties that are doing really well. One of them that comes to mind is, is Wicked Reports, and this is their entire value proposition. Import the lifetime value of a user into Google Ads and Facebook. So that type of thinking, in addition to the attribution thinking that we've had for a few years, is going to increase. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned that the attribution portion of this has been around for a while. You can set up custom events and say, hey, Google, I want you to try to optimize for a conversion at this stage of my funnel. I want you to optimize for leads. I want you to optimize for webinar registrations. I want you to optimize for conversions or demo requests or whatever it is. And now it comes back two ways where you're saying, here is the value of that customer. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Isn't there inherent risk for the advertisers to give Google that full view of their business and their customer? Doesn't that help Google just optimize and raise their prices up knowing what the value of your customer is? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a notion of micro versus macro thinking. On the macro level, definitively, like that's the trend and that's what's going to happen. So as an individual advertiser, you can choose not to give Google your data. But the result is going to be you're not going to stay with the competition. They're going to beat you. They're going to be playing more nicely and more friendly with Google, and they're going to win. We've worked with a lot of clients who just refuse to give Google any data. We can't do our jobs. Google can't do their job. And frankly, a lot of the times, those businesses, unless they have another acquisition channel like TV or radio that works really well, they just don't do well on Google. So you kind of need to play ball here and do it the right way. And if you're not willing to, then frankly, online advertising is maybe not for you. So I understand that you can feed Google your data and basically give them a picture of the value of your conversion so they can try to find people that are going to be more valuable, right? You're going to create your like audience, not just on who's converting, but the value of those conversions. Is this something that you think Facebook is going to do as well? Talk to me a little bit about not only Facebook, but some of the other down market platforms. How sophisticated are all of the platforms going to be with bringing in your actual conversion and let's call it revenue data? Yeah, I think this is one of the areas where Google and Facebook are actually at parity right now, versus what I've usually been saying is Facebook's kind of leading the pack a little bit in my mind. So Facebook also allows for offline revenue imports. So we'll see which of them embraces that more. Again, they haven't made it a big part of their narrative when they're selling their tools, but it's definitely going to be, in my mind, such a big trend that if you're Quora, if you're Snapchat, and you're not merging backend data with your advertiser data in a very accurate and precise way. You know, Google uses the G click ID and Facebook uses the Facebook click ID so that all of the reports in the UI are still populated, search query, geo, et cetera, and advertisers can still see that. But if the platforms aren't offering that and really being innovative in that area, then yeah, I don't think advertisers are going to be able to justify spending their money on those platforms. What we have right now is a very narrow window of an opportunity for a third-party platform leveraging the APIs that are available from Google and Quora and et cetera to create a nice ecosystem around this. Sort of like for that brief period of time, eight years ago, there was kind of white space for Marins and Kenshus to do bid automation. So it's still an emerging thing. We'll see what happens, but it's going to have to be a trend in order to justify media spend. 
So it sounds like the takeaway here is that basically creating this loop of feedback for Google to not only understand who's clicking, what the conversion events are on your website, but also what revenue that is generating is the future of all of the platforms, whether it be Google, Facebook, or even some of the down market platforms. And you're saying that there's an opportunity for third-party data providers to start building the technology to help brands optimize their feeds into the advertising platforms to make sure that their data is being synced correctly. Yeah, that's correct. And also the role of an account manager is shifting. You know, eight years ago, we were doing a lot of bidding and we were maybe more creative, focused, et cetera. Now, a big part of my job, for example, is to make sure that I'm getting the data the way that Facebook needs it or Google needs it to make those decisions. And dealing with that data is not an easy task. It makes the job of being an ad purchaser a little bit more technical than it used to be. We have to work a lot more with developers and engineers and understand databases better. We have to be stronger in analytics. And the reason why, again, is just because we got to make sure we're giving the platforms the right data. Otherwise, it's going to anti-optimize if we're giving it the wrong thing. So we spend 20 to 30% of my job now is just giving Google and Facebook the right data, if you can believe that, versus before we'd spend about 10 minutes setting that up six years ago and never even think of it again. And what percentage of that time is allocated to talking on podcasts? <laughs> Apparently zero. We're at point one now, and I yeah. appreciate it. And just for the record, everyone, Mike, this isn't your first podcast, but it's one of your first ones. I think you're doing a great job in describing a very complicated topic. Yeah, usually, you know, I'm just sitting behind the computer measuring my success by how many emails I send and how many things I change in the change log. So I'm happy to be able to talk about what I do on a daily basis a bit more often. Well, I hope that this podcast and showing how much you know about the ad platform starts creating a change log for some of your business development, your sales rep. Uh, tell us again a little bit about how people can get in touch with you and who are the brands that you're looking for to meet at 415. Yeah. Check out our website. That's a really good place to go. 415digital.com. F-O-U-R-1-5. Mike, I got to ask you, before I let you go, tell me the story of the name for 415 Digital. So that is the area code of San Francisco. So it's pretty underwhelming. Oh, it's the 415. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's also a time of day. So we all have a nice little chuckle. If we ever set a meeting at 415, it takes us a moment to realize what time it is. And it's also April 15th. So we have 415 day in the office every April 15th. So it's multifaceted, but pretty planned. But we, <laughs> we make as much fun of it as we can, basically. Well, Mike, I appreciate you joining the podcast and telling us a little bit about how you see the digital ad space evolving. So thanks for being our guest. Absolutely. And if anybody wants to talk shop a little bit, I'm happy to give you my email address. It's mike.nelson at 415digital.com. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Mike Nelson, co-founder at 415 Digital for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Mike, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Mike415, which is M-I-K-E-F-O-U-R, the number one and the number five. Or you can visit his company's website, which is 415digital.com. Again, it's F-O-U-R, the number one, the number five, digital.com. A couple of links in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. 
If you're a subscriber to the MarTech podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox. We also have a once a week newsletter with episode summaries, our audio players and contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.